I think they definitely have the potential to make a big jump next season. I think last year they would have won a lot more in 22 games if the roster hadn't been decimated by injuries. I think that they should definitely be able to boost their win total at least into the mid-30s to the point where when you get into March and April, they're playing meaningful games with hopefully at least having a possibility of competing for one of those last playoff spots in the East. That is definitely a huge way to begin the tournament. And Coach Johnson and them were saying during the press conference a couple of days before the tournament that, you know, they want to beat these teams, especially U of I, and being the 14th best team in the nation in Illinois State, kind of facing that adversity, being a major school in the Missouri Valley, showing the NCAA committee that they can compete with some of the top 25 teams in the nation. I think he's playing it smart. I think you will see... Some more signings as the the weeks, months go on. That's how I think about Rakan's uh, performance so far. Patience, patience, patience. And I think he knows what he's doing. And sooner or later, you'll see the fruits of his labor and think, wow, okay, he did know what he was doing. I think any kind of shared experience can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. You know, you got to get them ready. But they got to be able to handle the pressure. Um, they've got to be able to play through adversity. The Chiefs just, you know, they can score so quick, and that's why we saw we saw it against the Texans. They're you know down 24, they score. I think I think they scored five touchdowns in under two minutes and 30 seconds, or something crazy like that. And so, and that's what they did yesterday. You know, Mahomes just can extend plays and things that you just you can't draw you can't draw it on a clipboard. That just was the summary of what he is in the NFL you know, just makes things happen. The NFL and Fox and they wanted to see the Chiefs win that game. And they wanted to they you know, they wanted to see Kansas City, the new the new NFL, you could say, versus the Tennessee Titans, the old NFL So it was a it was a clash of uh two ages and the Chiefs came out on top and I think Mahomes is just like <laughs> he's unreal. Hey everybody, Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 The Score, and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, this is Alex Dolaner. Hey Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. Here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 43rd episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you tonight on January 20th, 2020. Welcoming listeners to the 43rd episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. Will File here with you for the special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk where we're going to recap yesterday's AFC and NFC title games in the NFL that were between the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tennessee Titans, and in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to be sitting down with Alex Dolinar to cover these games in just a bit. But just to start it off... Just my view briefly of these two games, it was really good play um, by four teams in two different games that not just foreshadow what we're going to see in the Super Bowl by the winners of these two games, but what sets a precedent for the NFL moving forward. The talent it's going to have moving into next season, before the offseason, gives us a foreshadowment of when you take down a team like the Patriots and other teams, you never know what's going to happen. So... Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers for winning the games yesterday. We're going to talk about those, um, how who won. So 
The earlier matchup of the two, uh, just to do a recap of the score, the Kansas City Chiefs took down the Tennessee Titans 35-24 to in four quarters, and the San Francisco 49ers advanced to the Super Bowl f- to represent the NFC by beating the Green Bay Packers by a score of 37-20. to And we have a special guest appearance. He's been on the show numerous times, but is somebody that really understands um, like postseason football real well, always watches the Super Bowl, and uh, somebody I watched the NFC title game with last night. Man, it's Alex Dolanar. I had a chance to speak with Alex Dolanar tonight, recapping his thoughts on not on both the AFC and NFC title games that took place yesterday in the NFL and postseason play, and what he thinks about what the Kansas City Chiefs and what they did against the Tennessee Titans, a Titans squad that came out of nowhere beating the New England Patriots and moving forward all the way to the AFC title game and uh, what he thinks the Chiefs could bring going into the Super Bowl. Then going over to the NFC, we're going to talk about how the Green Bay Packers, aside from Aaron Rodgers' strong play and uh, Devontae Adams, just fell apart by the strong run presence uh, of Raheem Mostert and uh, the strong defense of the San Francisco 49ers that is really, I think, could get the job done against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We'll have to see. Uh, Alex has some interesting points about both games. So here is the interview with Alex Dolanar. Alex Dolanar, welcome back to Will's Fifth Quarter Special. We might have you on, uh, I don't know, but we always are able to book you for episodes when we need you, man. You're like our one of our go-to guys, co-host, guest appearance. Uh, welcome back once again to Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Hope the New Year's treating you well, and looks like it's treating these teams well that will be uh, moving on to the Super Bowl that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Hello, Will. Thanks for having me back on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. We have some uh, bring up some interesting topics, and we have good discussion. So, looking forward to it. Yeah. So, what we what I talked about to open the show, uh, we're going to obviously be covering a recap of yesterday's games. Uh, first, the afternoon game, the AFC title game, I thought was very impressive. You have a Cinderella team moving through the postseason, and the Tennessee Titans taking on big quarterback MVP possibly again this year, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Then the night game we're also going to talk about is the Green Bay Packers and Rodgers having a test against Jimmy Garoppolo and a young, impressive run game and defense of San Francisco. So let's first go to the Titans game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And in my opinion, this was the team, Alex, we're going to start with this. The Titans came in with tough odds. Chiefs have had a really good season again this year. They did fall in last year's. AFC title game to the New England Patriots, but once the Patriots are out of the way, fans are like, okay, looks like the Chiefs could easily take the AFC, but we got to give some credit to the Tennessee Titans. A team in Ryan Tannehill was not originally their starter to start the year. It was Mariota, but the Titans gave Tannehill a chance to revitalize his career. They have a great running back in Derrick Henry, who we saw not just kill the New England Patriots, but the Ravens as well. So let's talk about what the Titans did in putting up a good fight a little bit in that uh, AFC game. Now, so what do you think from what they did, not just through the postseason, but in that game against the Chiefs? Yeah, they, I mean, you, you nailed it. Like, the, the Titans were the Cinderella team, like, to knock off Brady, knock off Lamar, and then possibly knock off um, Mahomes. That would have been, I mean, you can't write anything better. Um, but the Titans, they really, um, they just, they, they ran into a better team. Yeah, on Sunday, and when everybody knew if they couldn't run the ball with Derrick Henry, if they couldn't get him over 100 yards, um, they were they're probably going to lose. I think I saw a stat Sunday that 
the Titans were 8-0 this season when Derrick Henry gets over 100 yards. And so he finished with 19 carries, 69 yards. And so that just that's that's not Tennessee's game. They needed to run the ball, keep Mahomes off the field, and they couldn't do that. But um, yeah, you got to give credit to the Titans. I think like they were playing with house money going into that game, and so to finish the season the way they did, I think they're pretty they're still pretty excited, and they have something to look forward to next year, depending on what they do with the quarterback situation. Yeah, no, I think the quarterback thing will be a real big issue for them. They have a good O line, defense is pretty good over there. A lot of good vets we could talk about. Um, but that's obviously for another episode in the future. Um, now we're going to go to the Chiefs side, and this is a team, Alex. We could talk about this. A lot of fans were impressed by this past game the Chiefs had to get to the AFC title game. They had to face last week Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. And what did they do just as they did in yesterday's game? They came back. The Titans were up 17-7 to at the time. This was in the second quarter towards the end. Kansas City mm-hmm. was going to have the ball to start the second half. Kansas City did what they did that other game before. They came back and won. So let's talk about Kansas City. We already know what Patrick Mahomes can do, but we heard in the post-game interview, and I think I talked about this with you before we watched the NFC game yesterday, uh, that night game. Travis Kelsey is just amazed, as fans are, with what Patrick Mahomes can do. You know, their O-line's not as good as the Titans' O-line, obviously, but their defense is stout, you know, Tyron Matthew. When you have weapons like Nicole Hardman added to players like Watkins, you know, Damian Williams, the running back, and Travis Kelsey yeah. with Mahomes, there's no question what he can do. But let's just let's, are, are you as well astounded by what the Chiefs have been able to do, not just in this postseason, but even what Mahomes might do next in the next two weeks, you know, after what we saw yesterday. Tell me what you're thinking about that on the Chiefs side. Yeah. Yeah, they uh the Chiefs just you know, they could score so quick, and that's why we saw we saw it against the Texans. They're, you know, down 24. They score, I think, I think they scored five touchdowns in under two minutes and 30 seconds or something crazy like that. And so, and that's what they did yesterday. You know, Mahomes just can extend plays and things that you just, you can't draw, you can't draw it on a clipboard. You know, he, he just, that run he had, that touchdown run, that just was the summary of what he is in the NFL, you know, just makes things happen. And, uh, I mean, that's what the NFL and Fox, and they wanted to see the Chiefs win that game. And they wanted to, they, you know, they wanted to see Kansas City, the new, the new NFL, you can say, versus the Tennessee Titans, the old NFL, where running backs and are still getting 100 yards and 25 carries. So it was a, it was a clash of, uh, two ages, and the Chiefs came out on top. And I think Mahomes is just like, <laughs> he's unreal. You know, just the way he can extend plays, and and he if he could do that against the Forty ers they can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it was even more special they did at their home field. And I'm going to touch on one more thing with you about the AFC title game. This is when they were getting the trophy uh, presented to them, and it's obviously special that they did it at home. But also something I, I reiterated earlier in the uh, our talk of the AFC title game recap here about what Travis Kelsey was saying in the post game to reporters and. You talked about how important it was for the whole team for them to get Andy Reid to the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people remember yeah. Andy Reid when yeah. he was with the Eagles and what he's done with the Chiefs to build them from Alex Smith to uh, Patrick Mahomes and this team. And it's also, I don't know if you heard about this, I uh, remember seeing it in the postgame, owner Clark Hunt accepted the Lamar Hunt trophy that was named after his father. So the Chiefs had a mm-hmm. lot of special things. Uh, come their way yesterday. So what do you think about – what are your thoughts on that? Uh, just to yeah. 
uh, the Chiefs stuff from yesterday and uh, what this means to this team, because this obviously means a lot to the team and the players, which it, it, it makes you more deserving that they won the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Andy Reid, you know, he'd been to one Super Bowl, but the knock on his teams were always that they, they didn't really have a defense. You know, he had great offenses and, you know, many assistant coaches that went on to get head coaching jobs because of their offense. And he just, he couldn't get the defense up to speed and they couldn't get to the, they couldn't get over that hump. But yesterday he did. And uh, I guess they kind of have to think, thank the Tennessee Titans a little bit because that game wouldn't have been in Kansas City had Tennessee not beaten Baltimore, say. So, you know, it's kind of funny that that kind of happened. But, but yeah, I think the, the Chiefs, um, that is, you know, special for them and the Lamar Hunt trophy, obviously. Um, and then to do it at home. Uh, but it's it's going to be a good matchup in the Super Bowl, and it's not going to be easy. So we'll see. And now we're about to actually, as you just helped me, going into our NFC Championship recap from last night's matchup in San Francisco. Levi Stadium is pretty sharp, so they had a really nice stadium, a little warmer weather than uh, the Titans and the Chiefs did for the game last night. It was Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers going to visit Jimmy Garoppolo Debu Samuel, Richard Sherman, and the San Francisco 49ers. And there's – we'll, we'll touch on this player in a little bit, but just give me your thoughts on the game uh, as a whole. Uh, just kind of what, what you expected, and did it really surprise your expectations or change them uh, as the game moved forward? Yeah, I uh, I was shocked. Um, I was shocked because I knew that, like, San Francisco would want to come out right away, run the ball, keep Rodgers off the field, kind of the same game plan – Titans had with Derrick Henry against the Chiefs, but I mean, jump out, they jumped out 27 nothing. Um, I mean, that was unheard of. And Rodgers just, he wasn't in sync. The same, it looked like almost the same first half that happened against the 49ers earlier in the season. Rodgers couldn't get any rhythm. Defensive line for San Francisco played really well. Um, they got pressure on Rodgers. I mean, he just, I mean, the thing about Rodgers has been his whole career, you get pressure in his face. And uh, and you can you can force him into a bad throw, uh, but if you just let him sit back there and throw the ball, he's going to pick you apart. And so I was I was surprised that the Packers' defense. This is my biggest surprise that the Packers' defense uh, was that bad. The run defense was that bad, especially in the first half. Um, everybody kind of said that the, this Packers' defense was better all year, and they weren't you know the old uh, Don Capers' defense, but. I don't know, yesterday you, you let a team go for 220 yards on you and uh, their quarterback only has to throw the ball eight times. Like, I mean, that's just dominance. And the, the, the Packers defense got dominated. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you mentioned the Packers defense because what I was thinking about that as well is how they were pretty much talked about a lot throughout the year and they did have an easier schedule. So that's going to happen. I mean, I know people say, oh, it doesn't matter about the schedule, but at this point it does. Oh, it matters, some of these yeah. Teams. And I'm thinking – they have a young defense, so that's it's what they talked about. I know it's not a, it's a baseball tangent. They talked about that before the Cubs won it all. Uh, so that means Green Bay has a good defense. They just got to keep learning uh, from this experience that they had yesterday. And there's a player we need to talk about. You didn't. I'm glad you didn't mention his name. I'm gonna have to mention it first. Impressive play by this running back. Now we saw Tevin Coleman get carted off the field. He had a shoulder injury, and um, they did confirm after the game, uh, Kyle Shanahan did report that he should be ready to play for the Super Bowl, which is a good sign for the yeah. 49ers yeah. to face the Chiefs in two weeks. But Raheem Monster is the name. This guy 
he talked about in the post game six different teams in like his career in the NFL, like short times. He said he kept record and checked it before the game, every game he's ever played. The teams that have cut him, the dates and everything. I am just impressed by this kid. What he talked about in the post game, how much this means to him, and you'll hear that from players that you know, have to come and work with a chip on their shoulder. That, that's a given. But this guy, we saw what he did yesterday against that Green Bay defense. We were just talking about how well they can play. But they didn't bring it yesterday. Raheem Monster, we're just going to look at the stats here. 29 carries, 220 yards, and four touchdowns. He set some records in the NFL yesterday. What did you? How much do you think he was of a game changer to help the Niners get to the Super Bowl? Because I think he was that big game changer that – if he does it in two weeks, could be their MVP. Just tell me what you think about Raheem Mostert um, with the Niners yesterday in that victory. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, he was definitely like a spark for them, and he was a spark for them kind of late into the season too, not just yesterday. But um, I, I don't know if it was so much him personally. I mean, obviously they the Niners have always been this year known for their great run scheme and just the way they can throw multiple guys in motion and throw off a defense. And so I think, honestly, I mean, Tevin Coleman, um, Raheem, you could put anybody back there and they were going to run on that Packers defense. Um, they just, the Packers defense was not prepared for the scheme that the 49ers brought at them. And it was the same thing when they played in the regular season. But um, Raheem Mostert specifically, yeah, that was uh, pretty impressive to do. And I think at one point he was averaging like 10.1 yards a carry. So pretty much he touched the ball. He was guaranteed a first down. Uh, so it was it was a great scheme, and he was just a great beneficiary of that. Yeah, so I want to touch on briefly before we finish out our uh, talk on the NFC uh, title game last night, Alex. The defense of the San Francisco 49ers has really stood out to me, especially in my offense. Like we talk about the offenses for so the AFC teams, the Chiefs, the Titans, Green Bay's defense and offensive presence with Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. But a lot of people do not completely – focus on San Francisco's D like last night because of the offensive play we saw from both teams. Monster, we just talked about. This Niners team drafted a lot of players year after year. You know, I mean, we could look at the names right now. The Forrest Buckner's a name out of Oregon years ago. Uh, Nick Bosa just last year. They bring in Richard Sherman, Eric Armstead, uh, D. Ford from D. Ford, yeah. last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Solomon... Thomas, Thomas yeah. as well. They have a lot of guys on that team. Jimmy Ward, actually from Northern uh, Illinois, not too long ago. Uh, a lot of these names, and they, they, they put a team together. And I think it's just credit to their defensive coordinator as well. What did you think of, you know, the Niners' defense yesterday? And do you think they can continue it in their next game? Yeah, I think uh, the Niners' defense can be huge against the Chiefs. Um, they, I mean, you, they got to contain Patrick Mahomes, keep him inside the pocket. Um, but last, yes, last night specifically, he, yeah, the defense dominated. Um, they just, Rodgers was all out of sorts until, you know, the second half when they were giving up some chunk plays there, but, uh, you can't, you can't contain Rodgers and Devontae Adams the whole game. That was expected. You're going to give up, you know, a hundred yards to him. You're going to give up touchdowns to Rodgers, but overall, yeah, they played an excellent game. Um, they were constantly getting pressure in Rodgers' face. They didn't get the. They didn't allow Green Bay to get the running game going, and so, I mean, and then it just made it easy for their offense. So I got one final question. We do. You already know the winners, obviously, for the AFC and NFC games. It's the Chiefs in the AFC and the Niners representing the NFC. But there's always one 
thing. Each team will have to work on. Obviously, they have two weeks to prepare, uh, obviously, for the Super Bowl, which is, you know, so they can work on things, prepare, and play the best they can. Of those two teams, I'd like you to pick – we're each going to do it here briefly. Pick one of those two teams. Pick one thing you noticed in the games that needs to be fixed for them to have a chance to win the Super Bowl in two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I think the Niners, they need to um, make sure that, you know, the passing game's ready because I, I think the Chiefs are going to have two weeks to prepare here for stopping um, San Francisco's scheme in the run game. But if Garoppolo can make a couple of big throws, I think they can stay in the game. Um, for the Chiefs, they have to stop the San Francisco running game. And then Mahomes just has to be Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I think, like, he'll – if he does his thing, they could score, like I said, in under two minutes, and then you get a couple of those, and they can blow this game right open if Jimmy Garoppolo can't make those those passes to get him back in the game. So I think it's like the Chiefs defense and the 49ers passing game. If, if those two things are good, it's going to be a good game, and, and we'll see. Yeah, I, I like how you use the loophole there instead of picking one to use two just because of how much there's going to be to watch in the Super Bowl in two weeks. You know, there's so much yeah, to talk gonna about. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Weeks. Um, yeah. I think briefly I'm just going to finish it out on my thoughts. Uh, I'm going to go with the Niners as well, but I think continuing that defensive presence, like we just talked about, a lot of young players, uh, they're going to be at a big stage. That you know can get their energy up, and they got to control that and just shut down Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you talked about it with shutting down Rodgers like the Niners did last night. That's what they're going to have to do with Mahomes and the Chiefs. And on the Chiefs' side, the run game, you know, Sean McCoy will probably be out possibly. We don't know for that for sure as things continue to move forward in two weeks. He might be ready to play, but you're going to need him, I think, even with a Damian Williams, just because you want that running back experience. You do have the passing, but the Niners can easily shut down the passing game of the Chiefs and, you know, make them run the ball, you know, make Mahomes run the ball with the arm. We'll see what happens in two weeks, but those are my thoughts. We want to thank you, Al, for coming on to the show tonight after a busy day that you had and, uh, we can't make the predictions yet for the Super Bowl because it's two weeks away, but we might have to mm-hmm. try and squeeze you in before or after the Super Bowl so we get your predictions. Uh, but thanks yeah. for coming on tonight. We appreciate it. Yeah, all right. Thank you. I'll, uh, definitely let me know. I'll, I'll go and make some predictions. Thanks, Will. So that was some good insight from our guest appearance tonight, Alex Dolinar. And just my thoughts on both games. Um, I kind of gave my thoughts a bit in the interview, but just to kind of – give you guys my thoughts. I think it's going to be a really interesting game this year. Uh, I've always talked about it here on the podcast, and uh, everyone's heard me hear this outside the podcast, but the beauty of sports is that you have different teams competing in the championship game in uh, various years. Um, you know, We've seen it in baseball not too long ago. Uh, I'm going to reiterate back to 2015. We saw two wildcard baseball teams, San Francisco Giants and the Kansas City Royals, move on to face each other in the World Series. You know, year after that, we're seeing Cleveland and the Cubs. And, you know, even even in foot, the NFL and the NBA, doesn't matter which sport, you're seeing different teams that build their team the best they can, like all the New England Patriots, the Yankees and baseball, uh, the Lakers and the NBA. And you're seeing teams move forward, you know, like the Niners and the Chiefs that really worked hard to build their teams the best they could. And I think they both deserve, not just because of how well they played to move on, but the way they've built their teams and persevered, um, especially their coaches, Andy Reid and uh, Kyle Shanahan on the San Francisco side representing the NFC. Um, I think that's going to be a great matchup. Two great minds in football at their head coaching positions on both teams. 
great quarterbacks, good play on each team, the defense, the offensive, different thing, uh, weaknesses and strengths that'll play against each other. Um, I think it'll quickly, in my thought, be a battle of the San Francisco uh, run game and defense against the Kansas City Chiefs passing game, quarterback play, strong O-line, and uh, good uh, defensive rush. So uh, those are my thoughts on what we could see moving forward. Now moving into this final segment of the show, it's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-hosts, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite. And now onto our new website as well, willsfifthquarterspecial.com, to find how we do our sports movie moments. And uh, they have a chance to post their own as well. Um, for the opportunity to possibly have them read on future Will's fifth quarter specials. So I'm going to go into my movie, sports movie moment choice for tonight, and it's going to be a movie that a lot of people will be surprised by this choice. Um, it's not a true story this time. I always cover a lot of base sports true stories on uh, this show, but this one's a really good movie. I think that is going to compare to one of the games yesterday and one of the teams specifically as well a little bit. And it's called The Replacements. Uh, it's with a well-known actor a lot of people remember from The Matrix and uh, John Wick, Keanu Reeves. And it's the Washington Sentinels, a uh, fictional team in this movie, and they have a labor strike in the league. And all their players are ineligible to play the last four games of the season. The team's trying to get to the playoffs for the first time in many years. And uh, Coach McGinty is hired to bring in a lot of players. They bring in a sumo wrestler to play O-line. They bring in a, a deaf person to play tight end um and they just bring in all like a convict to play defensive end all these guys put together and they they battled they bundled together through their quarterback new quarterback Shane Falco and he just brings the team together and you know it's important that you know this part of the movie that I'm going to compare it to um the ending is um they're playing the team Dallas and you know they're facing a really tough Dallas defense and such. Eddie Martell um, gets off uh, the strike, and he's able to play. A lot of fans don't like him because they're thinking, hey, Shane Falco's doing good for our team, uh, even with the strike nearing its end. We want to see what this team could do against Dallas. So McGinty makes a good play. Falco comes around halftime. They put him in in the second half, and he throws to the deaf tight end. A lot of people overlooked, but Ryan's a good player. Uh, the name of the tight end gets the winning play. They win and move on to the playoffs. It's a great scene, and I think it really reiterates well with last night's matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and also against the Tennessee Titans because it relates to both teams as well because the Titans were a team that came out of nowhere. They had a lot of different players with different strengths. You know, Malcolm Butler on the defensive side and, uh, you know, their quarterback Ryan Tannehill looking to have a new scenery, revitalize his career, and he did that. They didn't lose the AFC game, but... You also look at the Chiefs' comparison to this uh, movie scene. Shane Falco is kind of like a Patrick Mahomes, who was overlooked in the draft, was drafted under, like after Deshaun Watson and Mitchell Trubisky. Now he's becoming the better one of the three at this point. You know, has a great O line, like they uh, Falco did in the movie. Uh, good receiving options. Travis Kelsey, like this Ryan tight end in the movie, and they're moving on. So I think it's a really good comparison to the AFC title game, the movie The Replacements. If you haven't seen it, I really recommend it. It's a really good movie, especially for John Wick fans and The Matrix. Um, 
So go check out the replacements. That's my sports movie moment uh, choice for tonight. That is all the time we have in episode 43 of Will's fifth quarter special. Tune in next time as we will have more continued coverage of all Chicago sports, collegiate sports, as well as they all unfold. We also want to take time to let you know about our new website, willsfifthquarterspecial.com. It has all the things we talk about on the show right there on each webpage, from live streams on YouTube to our episodes to how the show is made and how you can become even more involved with the fifth quarter sports talk on or off the air. So we want to let you guys know about that, something exciting that will continue to grow moving forward. We want to thank Alex Dolinar for taking time to come on the show tonight and speak with us to recap those big NFC and AFC title games. So, Alex, we appreciate your continued support of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. We hope to have you on the show again moving forward. But thanks again, Alex Dolinar, for coming on to the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your Fifth Quarter Sports Talk. I'm Will Farlow along with our guest appearance, Alex Dolinar, saying so long from Will's Fifth Quarter Special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.